Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. My name's Connor. And I'm Harry. Hello. Hello. We're back for another heaping heap of news and stuff. I generally thought you were going to say we're, enough, we're back for another heaping load of shit. And I was going to be like, well, well that's a bit that rude. Well, that too. That too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... How are you, Harry, this fine week? It's not your birthday week anymore, so we can be mean to you again. You can be mean to me again. No, I'm good, thank you. Very, very good. Um, it's been a, it's been a quite a normal week, to be honest. Not too bad. E3 happened this week, so that was fun. Um, yep, we I briefly d- spoke about some of it, what we saw last week, but we're going to maybe talk a bit, bit more in detail this time. Not too much, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm f- good. I'm good. It feels like the gaps between these are getting shorter because every time it comes to the podcast I'm like did anything happen did I do anything like <laughs> yeah I have to I have to now proper think about what I did uh week to week yeah it's 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 crazy because I genuinely did nothing so <laughs> Fuck it out. um but so, should we should well, we should, uh, no don't you go oh no I was gonna say right I mean technically this should come at the end of the episode but exciting news for me and you uh, yeah, podcast hosts are going to see each other in the flesh next week. Yeah, we are. We're That's... actually going to have to speak to each other properly. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to go to. I'm going to have to summon you to to London. Maybe we'll put a cheeky cheeky photo on the on the gram. Yeah, well, probably. We need to do something like that. Be, Be like, like, yeah, look, reunited, and it feels so good. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'll cry as soon as I see you. I'll be like, I'm so happy to see you again, and you'll be like, all right. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly me. You've got me to a T. <laughs> that's the so, though, isn't it? Uh, you'll be like, oh, I've missed you so much. I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, you guys don't know, but we're, we're seeing each other next Saturday. We're going to go watch Fast 9 in the cinema for the podcast, but we thought, let's go see it together, um, which will be fun. Um, in IMAX. In IMAX. So, today... So so we can get that wicked cool five minute preview of Jurassic World Dominion. Well, no, apparently it's ten minutes. Oh, okay. It was five minutes I saw before, but okay, oh. ten minutes is fine, I guess. So, you know, we'll talk about that on the podcast. That'll be quite fun. And it's not the first time we're getting a preview thing. We got the preview of Dunkirk when we went to see one of the Star Wars films. Yes, that was Rogue One. Probably. Dunkirk came out in 2017, so it probably was Rogue One. Yeah. Um, And didn't we get a preview for Tenet as well when we saw... Rise of... Rise of Skywalker. I'm sure we did, yeah. We definitely got a wow. preview, but I can't remember what it was for. Uh, it might have been Rise of Skywalker, but the funniest thing about that is it feels like I completely erased that experience from my mind going to see that. <laughs> I think the best part of that was the Tenant preview. It's just the intro, isn't it? Like, the, that bit, you know, when they were um, going into the, uh, the, the theatre. Opera House, thing. yeah. The Opera House, that's it. That's what it's called. Um, briefly, you know, because we'll, we're we mentioned Fast 9 and it kind of comes under news. It's got a Rotten Tomatoes score now. Oh, has it actually? Yeah, yeah. What is um, it? I saw, a, I saw a thing that is like, it started really low, like at like 42 or something. But it's uh, gone up to 73 with 40 reviews. Okay, you know, that's fine. Um, what I average expect. Of, it's an average of 6 out of 10. Okay. If you do it to top critics, it goes up to 75%. So, I don't know. Maybe it's good. I mean, look, I'm excited. It's, it's, I was talking to a friend the other day, and it's the perfect cinema film. Do you know what I mean? If you just want to go it's and watch yeah. something it's fun. A yeah. So, like, I know we'll have a good time when we see it next week. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Today's episode, we're uh, going gonna to recap Fast 8. We're gonna, yeah. We both watched it during the week. Um, what I will say is I think the cinema experience of Fast and Furious films is much better than the home experience. Once you watch them at home, you're a bit like, meh. 100%. 
genuinely um, 100% agree with that. But I had so much fun watching like Fast Five, Fast Six, Fast Seven, and Fast Eight in the cinema. Not so much Hobbs and Shaw because I, I thought that film was pretty terrible. But um, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember I, I remember us going to see Fast Eight and enjoying the experience. Yeah, I remember. I remember when we went to go see it, just laughing constantly. And then when I went, we, we we went to the press screening, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> It was the day. It was the same day we watched the Ghost in the Shell live action film. Yes, because we saw that at Westfield, and then we, yeah, went, and then we to went to Cineworld in Leicester Square to go watch um, yeah. Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Oh, good times, That's, man. Good times. How we managed to get our way into things like that. Like <laughs> we managed I, to get into a test screening for Pirates of the Caribbean Five. We did. I remember. <laughs> managed... I remember. Sorry, I remember being in one of the edit suites on the on the on the top floor in uni, like you know the really small one that we used to go to. Yeah. Um, and then I got through the tickets for the Rogue One premiere and told you, and we were like, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna leave early tomorrow." Oh yeah, like things like that. It was great. And it, I remember us going to the Rogue One premiere and us being like, "We don't even know what's going on. We know we just got to go up to this table." And we were, we were both like, oh, we're a bit, uh. "We went up to it, and then they're just like, here you go.'" We looked at our tickets. We're like. Mate, oh, we're going to the premiere of Rogue One. <laughs> and we were just, like, severely underdressed as well. I think I did my best. <laughs> I mean, no, we, no, we were dressed all right, but, like, yeah. we, but, yeah, I remember, I remember walking up to the table and being like, oh, is this, is this real? Is this dodgy? And then we knew, we knew it was like a, we thought it was like a press screening or just an early screening of some sort. And then it ended up being, you know, the European it's, premiere, and we were like, which, what yeah, the which fuck? Was, which wasn't being, like, held in a big, like spectacle kind of thing it was held at the um bfi uh imax imax yeah the um the waterloo one amazing and yeah we we uh we 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 waited upstairs with everyone else we as we were walking in we saw benedict wong you know talking to some interviewer and then he came out the toilets at one point and that was weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's one of the highlights of the night (laughs) and didn't like i don't know it was like a fair, I know at some point I saw them walking up the stairs and then they were probably sitting a fair few rows up from us but like Dan and Phil were there and stuff like that yep <laughs> you got the little you got the little popcorn and we had to put our phones in the in the metal in the, bags yeah. yeah that was an experience it's funny because it was just someone sitting at a table outside a South Bank restaurant like <laughs> yeah you would never you would never have thought that was someone for the because it wasn't even near um, the actual BFI either it was a good 10 minutes away and and you know this is one of the, it was one of those situations where it was like kind of like this is genuinely a secret thing like only people that have got tickets are going and we're like how the fuck did we get tickets to this thing? Yeah, I I just remember I remember the Star Wars Facebook putting up something and me just applying on a whim going oh it'd be really cool if I could was, take you to it didn't didn't we use that show film first thing? Yeah, because it was part of that. Yeah. Um, and I'm still a member of that actually. Yeah, I um, still get emails from them. <laughs> but yeah, they've had nothing interesting in a while yeah no rogue one premieres <laughs> no rogue one premieres unfortunately i don't know what will top that as in like a movie going experience like i know there's been like re- i've had really good cinema experiences but like seeing a star wars film at the premiere <laughs> oh no like my 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 all-time favorite experiences right with infinity war and endgame yeah were two true. of my favorite possibly infinity war trumps it just for the just for the crowd but well no both of them i um, say i think yeah the endgame experience was a bit better for me personally because i remember infinity war we were sitting quite low as well in the cinema yeah. we went to so both both of them and then and then yeah but nothing at least we can now say we went to a star wars 
premiere. Do you know what I mean? Not everyone can say that. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. I've still got my ticket somewhere. Oh, yeah, me too. It's like it's on top of my ticket box because like I've taken it out a few times to be like I've got I've got it says premier European premier on it. <laughs> I uh, I went to this thing, okay? Okay. And to be fair, I did enjoy the fast eight screening as well, just to know that we were in a press screen and everyone there was making notes and me and you were just fucking sitting enjoying ourselves. Yeah, no, it's great. That was brilliant, um, yeah. I'm sure we're not the only people to be in those situations, like but <laughs> it still feels nice. Well, yeah, I tell you what, if you've, if you've had an experience like that or you've gone to to a premiere or, or managed to get into a screening, let us know. What was it like? Yeah, that'd be interesting to hear. I The uh, the Pirates Caribbean one was was was, was weird because obviously we had to like line up outside. We all had to sign NDAs. And then it was also, you didn't know if you were going to get into the screening. It was only a set amount, but they let whoever had a ticket queue up and then after a certain amount they cut people off so yeah. you, you could have been queuing and then not got in but we managed to get in unfortunately yeah, we, we, we were there quite early as well so yeah looking back that's a oh. you, you say that but like I feel like uh, it was just it was me you Harvey and Tony wasn't it yeah it was yeah yeah I feel like you three all enjoyed it and I was just like that was fucking terrible <laughs> i mean i enjoyed it for the fact it was a, it was an early screening of something oh, okay um, i thought you liked the film at the first <laughs> um and i mean i've always been a fan of pirates of the caribbean but but i was a fan of the first three yeah same <laughs> um i do think about that first film a lot though because i really like that first one it's so good it's so good i've been to be fair i've been meaning to rewatch it recently yeah it's good in the way I saw someone talk about. Someone spoke about how. Um, so you know how the the SpongeBob's got a spin-off with Patrick. The SpongeBob, the SpongeBob show, obviously has a spin-off show with Patrick now. I I I do. Yeah. Um, I someone someone I saw someone make a, like a tweet or something saying that like bad things that obviously always happen when you take a character who is or usually the dumb comedic relief. Like even in a comedy show where it's he's just there to be like this kind of foil for the other main character yeah um and it, it never seems to work when you take that character and try to give them their own thing and they a lot of people say the mistake with Pirates of the Caribbean is making Jack Sparrow the main character over a few films yeah in the first film he isn't the main character no yeah no of course not like the main characters are Will and Elizabeth oh such a that first film is so good it's so good that Johnny Depp was nominated for an Oscar <laughs> I need to rewatch it I might rewatch it tonight you know it is a good film that one the first one's like I always I I know it's because it's been like meme to hell but I always remember the scene of like you know Barbosa going you know you best start believing in ghost stories Miss Turner you're in one <laughs> it's so good oh, fucking brilliant absolutely I, brilliant I, I, I know the second one goes more goofy but I, I still stand by Dead Man's Chest as a really good film I genuinely think that and At World's End are good films yeah I really enjoyed them my problem with At World's End is it's really slow in the middle yeah yeah, yeah, for but, sure. But I, I do really enjoy that film. I mean, fucking, you can't not like a film that has Bill Nye as Davy Jones just hamming it up. And also, especially for considering the time it was made, amazing CGI for Davy Jones. Oh yeah, that was that's incredible. Like some yeah. of the best, yeah, motion capture CGI ever. So fucking good. Um, and obviously, At World's End and uh, Dead Man's Chest is, I think, still one of the highest budgeted things is it really 
like the production of those films is still like way up there in budget like in terms of reported budget not like including marketing and stuff like that because i feel like it cost nearly 500 million to make those two films jesus christ yeah it's crazy numbers that's insane isn't it yeah and we've we've ended up speaking about that for a while, haven't we? <laughs> well, you know, good a good good segue, right? Because speaking of parts of the Caribbean, E uh, three oh. was was uh, this week. Yeah. Um, and they announced for the Xbox Game of Sea of Thieves that they're doing a parts of the Caribbean. Uh, oh yeah, I expansion. Saw I saw that. I am um, because I've got PC. I actually want to try try playing Sea of Thieves with uh with people person. Y- I don't know. Yeah, it's been to be really really good. It does look fun, especially when you're playing like the right people. Like I've yeah. seen gameplay of it, like people online playing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I guess we're doing E3 first then. <laughs> well, I just thought it was a really cool segue. It was a good, yeah, it was a good one. Um, Thanks, man. So, I did you watch the video then I sent? Uh, I watched bits of it, but I watched pretty okay. much all of E3 anyway. So okay, so you've seen all the trailers. Uh, I'm gonna go because I'm gonna go through it based on the list this video has in the description. You know. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Um, uh, so f- we spoke a little bit about Elden Ring. We did. Um, so from Software game, if you don't, if you're not familiar with from Software, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Demon Souls, um, they're known for making games that are typically wouldn't say difficult, but they're punishing if you're not paying attention or learning as you're playing. Yes, like a lot of people get it mixed up and think, oh, that, they're just really hard, and they're not. I would say, I mean, I can't play them because I'm very bad at them. <laughs> but they're they're all about learning patterns. You have to learn as you play. You have to typically you might not beat the bosses on the first tries because you need to learn their patterns. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And it's but they are they're, they're quite punishing. Like if you're losing, like they make sure that when you do die, when you're losing, you feel like you're lost. You know, because you have to make sure you're keeping your like checkpoints with like the you know, the shrines and all that, whatever you need to do. Um, this one I've heard apparently it's not going to be as difficult um, and it's actually more open world than any of the other games. Well, it's also uh, co-made by George R.R. R. Martin as well, right? Yeah, he was... Uh, well, he he had a lot to say about the concept and story and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, no, this is, um, I know this is a game that a lot of people are excited about and to be fair, I, even I'm excited. Visually, beautiful. Looks really, really nice. Yeah, I... I what like um I know someone like I say I know someone I follow someone who is a big fan of like the Dark Souls games and that and I watched his entire playthrough of Dark Souls three when it first came out, um and I'm hoping he plays this one but he didn't do the lost um he didn't do Sekiro he did play it but he didn't stream it or anything like that so I mean obviously I'm not saying I want him to stream it just for my sake but it'd be nice to see him stream it because I'm not going to play the game myself probably. Yeah no it's one of those games that that um. If I when I see some gameplay footage, I'll decide. Or if it's if it's cheap, I'll I'll play. I want to say that I'd get it on release date, and I, I'd probably sit down and play it. But I just I don't know if I can commit to a game like that. Maybe my mind will change by the time it comes out. But my only thing I can say, if it's possible, is to try playing one of the other kind, one of the other From Software games. Yeah, I need to play like Bloodborne or something. I think I'd say yeah, I'd say Bloodborne's a really good barrier for entry. Yeah, I think I've got that as well, so I might I might have to give that a shot. Oh, it'd been free at some point, hadn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so you might have it in your library already. You should, yeah, give it a go. It's very... it's They're odd games. Like They're also the kind... I don't know how this game's going to do it, but they're also the kinds of games that they don't give you a lot of story. But there is a story. Right, okay, yeah. Like, and there's so, there's so much lore, but you, you actually find a lot of the lore through the item descriptions. Oh, okay. 
like you go into the item descriptions and there'll be things like oh this so and so used this weapon to do this thing back in this time and you're like oh okay <laughs> because oh, yeah, yeah there's not a lot of like exposition it's not like big dialogue sequences between characters and usually it's just people talking at you and like even with bosses sometimes they have a couple of lines of dialogue or a lot of the times they don't even say anything yeah 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 that's fair but i find that way of making games incredibly interesting and i guess so do so many other people because their games are so popular <laughs> yeah no I've, I've been meaning to play i think bloodborne's been the one that i've been meaning to play for quite a while yeah. um i do need to jump on it um but yeah, so Elden Ring, we've talked to that now. Um, next we, up... Did you want to do every single one on this list, or are you going to go through like the most? No, I'm going to just talk about ones that I actually... Sick. I mean, unless you want to mention anything specifically, but I'll go through, just talk about the ones that... Yeah, sounds good. Um, I know you, you played a bit of Death Stranding. I did, yes. I got um, it I got it through... Uh, I got it for free through work. And I mean, look, visually, beautiful game. Uh, it just... I understand people said you had to stick through the first act to really kind yeah, of get to the good stuff but it you was, had to play it, it too you had to play it for like 10 hours before you get into the stuff that really kicks off and that's just kojima to a t but um <laughs> yeah it was it was it was too long for that like the, the first 10 hours after a while it just got repetitive and boring yeah you're the uh, the kind of person that when you get a game you like to play it complete it and then move on to the next one yeah so I get that with you with Death Stranding. The most disappointing thing for me is that they give you a free digital copy and I can't play yours. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I really want to play it. <laughs> but um, not so much now. I'm a bit here and there. But obviously it's confirmed that Death Stranding is getting a director's cut. So we're going to get an even longer game, I guess. Yeah, so ex- <laughs> so ex- explain this to me. Because I... What was the whole deal with... Because with, obviously the trailer was just... I will, I, before you say it... Jumping because, in a box. Uh, okay. <laughs> The trailer starts, he walks into a facility of some sort and he looks like there are guards around and he's like, okay, I need to sneak through here somehow. He looks to this event and he's like, I'm not fitting through there. And then he looks to the side, he's like, oh, a box. He puts the box on the floor. He just gets into it but with the box facing up as if not knowing what to do and then he just puts it back and walks on. The reference there is that in the Metal Gear Solid games, you can use a box to hide and sneak through places. Right, Like okay. underneath a box. So what you would do is... You'd get under your box, and when someone's not looking, you, like you would typically sneak in games when someone's not looking, you sneak. But if you stop and they turn around, they don't seem to ever care that there's a box there. Right, okay, that makes uh, sense. So the box is one of the most common items used in Metal Gear Solid games. We love that. So it's a reference to Metal Gear Solid. Okay, right, that makes a lot obviously, more sense now. Obviously, he can't actually do anything with Metal Gear Solid anymore because that's still Konami, I believe. Um and obviously he left Konami to make his own production company which is why he's doing Death Stranding but yeah it was just a goofy little reference okay cool that's yeah, all that, it was yeah. I can't believe I mean I don't really remember the Metal Gear Solid games I know they're good and I need to get back on them at some point but uh, yeah that just fucking proper confused me they're good but then they're also very long winded so it's kind of the same as Death Stranding so yeah <laughs> they're not games that you can really I mean a Maybe you can, but it's very difficult to just go in like all guns blazing in those games. Right. Okay. And like I've never played the games myself. I've played a little bit of um, the the bit the Ground Zeroes one that came out before Phantom Pain. Um, but I was like, this is a bit too long for me, even for a preview. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to talk about that because of the reference to Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> um. <clears throat> 
I, I can't remember specifically. Let me quickly just bring it to that video. Yeah, there's a game called Trek to Yomi, which looks okay. like a side side scroller samurai game of some sort. Nice, yeah. Um, I, did you see the trailer for it? I think so. It rings a bell. And it's like, and it's like all in black and white. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks really good. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, and I like I like samurai. Um, well, quick. and I actually like the idea of this as a side scroller as well. At first, I was like, oh, is it just another samurai game? We didn't we just get one of those? Um, yeah. Like, oh, we get there's lots of samurai games, but I was like, did we just get a huge one? But this is a it's a side scroller and it looks brilliant. Like great use of it's in black and white. So great use of like shadows and stuff like that and silhouettes. Yeah, it, it genuinely if, looks beautiful. Um, and I'm intrigued. Let me see what consoles it was for. Okay, PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC. Okay. Nice. I was gonna say if that was like out on the Switch, I would have like played that on there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It looks like a really nice game to have on the Switch. <clears throat> um. But yeah, that's a game that I would get and play if I had the time. <laughs> now, qu- question. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously we've gone down the list a little bit, but just to quickly go up just a second, what yeah. were your thoughts on Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora? Because Avatar is a is a is a franchise that I saw the first film, yeah, whatever. Don't yeah. care about all the other films that are coming out. We'll still see them as a film buff, but you know, I'm actually yeah, I'm I'm technically I'm I'm kind of excited to see what they do with them. I'd like to see if they do something different. Yeah. But um, I was I was surprised at how good. I mean, well, no, of course the game was going to look good, but I was like, no, this actually looks it is really nice. It was a cinematic trailer, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's my my thing is I'm always like I'll wait till gameplays. I see gameplay. I'm not a big cinematic trailer fan. Like cinematic trailers always feel great to watch. Yeah, but they're not a true testament of the game. You know, advert for the game. And then they're not. Well, they're not true. It's not a true representation of the experience of the game. It's you know, so yeah. I mean, it looks the trailer actually looks really good. Like, I mean, somehow it still manages to look like a game when it could easily look as good as the film. But obviously, it doesn't have the budget of the films. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, um, but it's a nice, it's a good world as well. I think that's a good world for video games. It would definitely be interesting to if it's open world to explore as well. Yeah. I think that'd be a. a Good internet. I saw someone on Twitter said, um, "I wonder how the Dual Sense Five and the haptic triggers will handle. You know, when they have to they they mate with someone or pair with an animal, they have to use those little yeah. tentacles." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that'd be fucked." But also, just quickly, <laughs> do you have any opinions on Far Cry Six? Not really. I've never been a big Far Cry fan. See, I tried. I tried playing Far Cry Four. A few yeah. a few years back, and I couldn't get into it. But then I do want to I do want to try Far Cry Five, Far Cry Five. But um, mm-hmm. I think I do think this one looks good. But uh, uh, again, I don't know if it's going to be that kind of game that I'm just going to watch it watch a playthrough of instead of actually playing it. I mean, the cars, you know, I can't remember the the main guy's name, but from Breaking Bad, uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, uh, who plays yeah. Moff Gideon as well. Superb chart casting. I think, but yeah. No, yeah, he's he's good. He's um, I'm a little bit annoyed that he's got an, he's using an accent in it because I was like I was hoping to hear his voice. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm he's exactly also in same. um he's also in the boys. Oh yeah, of course, yeah yeah yeah. 
Um, but yeah, Far Cry Six. I don't know. I've never n- nothing's really ever appealed to me about the Far Cry games. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, well, look, moving moving down the list, what was your thoughts on Battlefield Twenty Forty Two? Wow, you jumped a you jumped a few there. Um, but yeah, no, we go. Uh, Twenty. It looks that game looks like it looks like a lot of fun, but it is only multiplayer. So oh, is there no story? No, yeah, they've already said it's completely a multiplayer game. Oh, okay. Well, let's I think move, that's let's move on then. I was gonna say, I will say that is Battlefield doing what they know they do best, and it's those massive maps, you know. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, it looks genuinely like it could be fun, but I also don't enjoy the multiplayer shooters because I feel like some people take them far too seriously. Yeah, I was really hoping that I was gonna have a story mode, but yeah. But speaking of one that does have a story mode, I know you don't have the the uh, the platform for it, but Halo Infinite looks really good. Mate, looks. I'm genuinely considering getting a. I told you this a couple of weeks ago, but I'm I'm off the pod. But I'm genuinely considering getting a a PC laptop of some sort that has enough capability for me to play that game or buy an Xbox pre-owned because that I I would love to play that. Yeah, and I'm glad that has a story. Like then when I saw that as a story, I was like, oh, I might genuinely get that on PC. Like, yeah. Like I might genuinely actually play that, and uh, moving on to uh, that's just, just a quick talk. I've never played any of the Halo games before, so I never had an Xbox or anything. And um, what I know, they're very popular. Yep. Uh, I actually remember my cousin. Which one did he play? I think it was Halo Reach. Oh I yeah. I think that was the only Halo game he ever played. Uh, but yeah. Um, also, you know, Xbox PC exclusive because of. Um, Microsoft deal with Bethesda. Starfield finally got like a trailer, even though it's I say finally, I think it had a brief reveal before. Even though this is a cinematic trailer, it doesn't show any of the gameplay. It's meant to be like they're taking kind of their their Fallout Elder Scrolls feeling to space, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um which has kind of already been done in a, in a in another game which we'll kind of talk about a little bit. But I feel like they've put a lot of effort into this and I'd like to I'd like to see gameplay first because I know what Bethesda can be like. Yeah, um, I mean, it, but, it, 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 the, 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 like you said, the cinematic trailer did look great. But again, it's like we said about Avatar. It's not, or uh, and, and about other games. It's it's not a true advert for the game until you've seen gameplay. Like you can watch a cinematic no. trailer and it looks beautiful, and then you can see gameplay, and the gameplay could be shocking. Um, so I'm sure it won't be. But no, I'm I I have a, I have faith in this being pretty decent. Yeah, um, should, should be good. And I like I like space, so uh, we're we'll we'll moving on. There's not much else you can really say about it. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, quickly touch on. I think Forza are some of the best racing games ever, but I probably won't play the new one because I haven't played any since like 2012 or something like that. Oh, mate, exactly <laughs> the same. But they are great racing games. They are really good racing yeah. games. Um, what was that? The game replaced. What was that? That was another side scroller game, wasn't it? I'm sure it was. Yeah. Yeah, that looks. Really interesting. I don't remember that one. Um, Not I'm fully, just, anyway. I'm just scrolling through it in the video. It's got like a pixelated like art style, but it looks like really detailed. Okay. Um, and it just looks like a just a side scroller where you're being chased or killing these weird things. I don't know what's going on in this game. It's a just a. Tra- it's, it's a. I think it's genuinely just a gameplay trailer. Nice. Um, and you know it's a nice looking side scroller. What, what platforms is it on? Because that is important to me. Again, it's like the kind of game I'd like to play on my Switch, but it's no Xbox uh, exclusive, so PC as well. Ah, okay. But that looks cool. Um, 
moving on, the game... This is, I think this is another side... Not well, kind of a side scroll. No, it's not a side scroll, it's 3D. Uh, the game Somerville, did you see the trailer for that? Uh, yeah, I think so. That looks interesting. It does look good. Very cinematic, despite, you know, not having that art. Like, it's got an art style to it rather than it looks realistic, but the trailer was quite cinematic. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on in the game, but, you know... Oh, no, I couldn't explain like, it to you, but... Looks looks like you play as a family that are, like, trying to run away from something. Yeah. But, yeah, cool. Looks interesting. <laughs> um... Uh, so it was only a, re- a brief trailer that makes actually um, made jokes about the kind these kinds of trailers, but the Outer Worlds two has been revealed. It has, and, and I I haven't had a chance to play Outer Worlds <coughs> one yet, but I really want to play it. Yeah, Outer Worlds is um is really good. I love Outer Worlds. Um, it it look it <clears throat> it's because it's very similar to like the Fallout games in that, and it is made by Obsidian, who made Fallout New Vegas. Okay. Um, the only one I think it's the I still the I it might be I might be wrong. It's the only one that's not made by like Bethesda directly. The only Fallout game, and it's some some people say it's one of their favorite games. Yeah, uh, of the Fallout series. Um, it's got all that kind of stuff that makes that I, I like about the Fallout games and more. So, for example, like you can kill you can kill anybody pretty much. <laughs> nice. Um, well, isn't there a way to like, do the game in like ten minutes as well if you just do a certain uh, thing? It, I think there there is yeah. If you were to just follow like certain missions, yeah, there are like pro- there probably are a lot of good like easy ways to get through it. Um, but it's also got a lot of a lot of side missions. Um, not so many though. It like the game doesn't feel packed. That's like and it feels like once you've done everything, you genuinely feel like you've done everything. Have you completed the game? Yeah, I don't. I really desperately want to play it, but I just I can't afford to get it. But I'm 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 kind of desperately wanting to play it at some point. I'm I actually like I played it and then I've just left it to the side for ages. And then I found out that um there's two pieces of DLC out for it now. And if you I I was thinking of actually buying the season pass for like twenty quid and get getting that DLC and diving back into the game. Yeah, man, do it. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun game. I like it. Um. And I can't remember which who specifically worked on it, but I want to find them because I want to. I think it's Mark Soskin or Soskin. I don't know how you actually say his name. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think it is this guy. Um, but yeah, one of the writers on the game. I think he was one of the writers on the game. Is um. Mark Soskin, who used to go by the uh, like the name, the online name, uh, Gun Shingba, okay. uh, and he's someone who's worked very closely with Team Four Star. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, he actually played characters in their series. He was um, someone who appeared on their very, very early gaming content. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he worked on this game, uh, and that was that's how I actually heard about the game initially. Nice. But uh, yeah, I thought that was very that was very interesting when I found out. I was like, oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, um, just thought I'd shout that out because obviously I'm a big Team Four Star fan. Yeah, man, of course. But yeah, Outer Worlds too. The trailer does just make fun of other trailers of that kind. I love that though. Yeah, I like that. It doesn't show anything, <laughs> but it's it's fine. What did you think of um, if you saw the trailer for the, for the game Redfall? Is that was that the very last one they announced at the Xbox showcase? The uh, the the probably yeah the the, like the, the, oh, vampire? the vampire yeah yeah vampire. You know what? Thought it looked good. I thought it looked fun. It feels like a. Th- it feels like it'd be a fun game to play with your mates, but not on your own. 
Yeah, it's got like a very cinematic. It's a very because it's very it's a cinematic trailer again. Again. Um. Made in like it looks like it's made intentionally in the style of like a film and stuff like that. The um trailer, for some of the titles, um. And also, it feels like it's definitely gonna have a story mode, but it also feels like the kind of game that could be like a four-player multiplayer. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like that's the kind of game that I'd prefer to play with my friends rather than on my own. Imagine if its gameplay ends up being something like, not exactly, but something similar to like you know the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, where it's just almost top down and you're just four characters running along. <laughs> Imagine if that's what the game ended up the being. The thing is, I could a hundred percent see that happening. With this, what with this epic trailer that it gets, yeah, before. like it, it genuinely looks like it could be a multiplayer game. I think they'll have a multiplayer aspect to the story. If they don't, it would be, it be, a, I think, a missed opportunity. Even though I'm saying I don't enjoy multiplayer that much, but I enjoy multiplayer like playing story modes with someone. Yeah, no, it, it, if you, I always enjoyed more the multiplayers where you can, like you said, when you can do a campaign with someone. I remember one of the first ones like that was good that I played was Call of Duty World at War and I played mm. that with my you can play the campaign with a friend and I think yeah. even we did it at one point do you know what I mean yeah we did it does cut out some of the missions but yeah it's I've I love that stuff like that actually. yeah but multiplayer campaigns are great and I need to bring that back into this more um, yeah well, I think it looks like it could be interesting we'll have to wait and see uh, when we get gameplay well, quickly speaking of, of uh, online play, let's let's say just quickly before we move on to the next one on the list, um, this one isn't on the list. Did you see the trailer for the expansion of Marvel's Avengers for Black Panther? No, I did not. Um. <laughs> it's a it's event. Look, the Avengers game is something that I fell off of very very quickly. I tried to pick it back up with the Hawkeye stuff, um, and I haven't really gotten into it. However, what I will say is the look of the Black Panther stuff has genuinely made me want to jump on and play it again. It, it, it does. I do think it looks really, really cool and really good. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd quickly... I didn't know if you'd mm. seen it, so I thought I'd mention that. No, I haven't seen it, but it's, that game really is just... I, I didn't enjoy it, so... Yeah, that's fair. Um, again, like, when we first played it together... Um, the only time we played it together was uh, during the beta and I was like eh, maybe that's a little bit fun when you're playing with somebody but it loses its appeal very quickly because it is just the same stuff over and over again it's exactly the same thing but a new map yeah and I just, I just can't if I'm not going to get into it like I'm like through something yeah I'm just not going to get into it so yeah. yeah I didn't I didn't enjoy that so much that's fair that's fair so I don't know if even if I do watch you know uh, the trailer and I think oh it looks good I don't I still don't know if I'd pick up the game again yeah but yeah so moving on you know with the we're talking about uh, Marvel uh, yep. games um, we have another Marvel game this was this was my favourite uh, reveal from E3 personally okay. I think it looked alright uh, yeah. the Guardians of the, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy game for PS5, PS4, Xbox, Xbox, Switch and PC. Switch as well, cool. Now, um, I get people are very like, oh, you know, I don't, doesn't look, I know the opinion's been very mixed, but for me personally, I thought, because I, I read Snake as well, that it's, it's pure uh, single-player story-based game, no yeah. online features. And I was like, okay, yep, cool, I'm into that, I enjoyed the trailers, I enjoyed the gameplay. I was like, no, this actually looks like something I'd, I'd probably enjoy sinking my teeth into, and I'm I'm genuinely really excited for this. And yeah, then, I mean, it, sorry, Karen. Sorry, no. I've seen some people go, oh, they like with the Avengers game. They went, oh, it doesn't look like the, the how they look in the MCU. And I was like, well, well, yeah, I don't want them to look like Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana and Dave Bautista. I want them to 
to look like their own universe and their own version like yeah it's definitely i think it's definitely inspired by the mcu in look oh yeah for sure yeah um i think even i especially with peter quill i think there's a lot of just you know in his design and actually i think genuinely in the way they're designed the way they act i think is very inspired yeah by the mcu versions but Obviously, it's not that, and it's the same. I mean, with the Marvel Avengers, I think there was even inspiration there, like for the MCU versions. Like I could see it a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, look, you can but, get. I know you can get the costumes for the Marvel's Avengers, and I know they're doing the yeah. the. Uh, you can get Star Lord's costume from the films in this game, as like a pre-order bonus type thing. But mm-hmm. I saw some people come out and be like, "Oh, you know, Square Enix done." I was like, "Yes, but Square Enix didn't make the Avengers. That was Crystal Dynamics. And, this is." Yeah. And and Square Enix have also made some of the best games ever. <laughs> yeah, and this is so, this is the like, company. Oh, Square Enix. This, this is, is the, the company, company that, that makes made Final um, Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and this this for for the Guardians game, it's the same company as like Deus Ex Machina and and um, is it Eidos? Is that how you say it? Um, uh, I- Eidos, yeah. Yeah, Eidos, they're yeah. A, they're a fuck. They make great games. What, I generally Eidos, don't. I yeah, I I remember watching this and just being fully pumped about it. Yeah, it looks fun. Um, I, I like the sorry. fact that it's single. The fact that it's single player is what would make me want to play it. And it's like I know you only play as Quill. Yeah, which I see why some people are you know upset about that. But then at the same time, if that if that focuses the story more, yeah, then I'm happy for that. I like the fact as well that it's a it's like a single player full game, not as if Spider Man, but also they're bringing in the element of. That you can have a choice-based system in certain parts of the game to affect certain outcomes, and I think that's 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 always that's always interesting in games. Do you think if they if they pull that off right, I think this could genuinely be a really really good game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was yeah. this was my this was my favorite announcement from E3 for me personally. That just made me realise I don't even have a favorite announcement. I don't think. I think the game that most appealed to me from all of them was that Trek to Yomi. Yeah, well, um, this is what I was thinking about, right? I saw some people say, "Oh, this was the best E3 ever." I thought it was quite a disappointing E3. I'll be honest. I think they, they I think actually they announced quite a lot, um, but the, they announced quite a lot, but the hype just wasn't there. That's because that's because there wasn't an actual like big, big proper event like normal because of you know. Yeah, COVID. true. We are in we are in a pandemic. Yeah. yeah, it's like how last year I completely like nothing really happened at Comic Con because. You know, yeah, COVID. <laughs> yeah, true. <clears throat> but yeah, um, so we'll quickly touch on these last three games, which is uh, the N- Nintendo ones. Yep. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild Two got a nice little trailer. I was very surprised that they showed a trailer. I didn't think they were gonna. Um, but I think a lot of a lot of people wanted them to. Obviously, they the game was already revealed. So yeah. oh, it looks it looks. Amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, I haven't played the first one yet, but I know it's very well received and stuff like that. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I thought this one looks. I know a lot of people that are really, really excited for this. So it's nice that people managed to get a, a trailer and a bit of a glimpse of what it's yep. like, and the release date of next year as well. Mm-hmm. At the moment, so that's quite. Well, so that's always nice. Yeah. It's good. Good. Um, uh, there's a trailer for a new Metroid game. Yep. Look fine. Which is, yep. I mean, it looks like, yeah, it looks alright. I think it looks really interesting, but I wouldn't. It's a game. It's probably not a game I would play. Um, but I know a lot of people have been wanting uh, a new Metroid game for a while. Yeah. So, 
like getting one. Hooray! Um. Yeah, and then uh, a character was revealed for um, Smash Brothers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who's character from Tekken? I think it's part of they're going to be doing like a. Because at the end of the trailer it says Smash like Ultimate X Tekken, so I think they're going to be doing like some sort of a bigger crossover. There's going to be more Tekken characters showing up. Yeah, I would have thought so. And we do see another Tekken character in the trailer. I think I can't remember his name though, because the trailer that the character that's been revealed is Kazuya Mishima, who was um, the protagonist of the original game. Yeah. Um. Not. Yeah, and in the trailer you briefly see Heihachi uh, Mishima. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, his his dad, I believe. Yeah. Nice, so maybe nice, we'll get nice. Jin, maybe we'll get Jin at some point. I like Jin. I remember there was a game where it was like a proper like story mode thing mm. where you played as like Jin. It was really weird. Like it was in a Tekken game, and it was like it's like this proper like story mode, like where you're running around killing things. <laughs> yeah, I only really remember Tekken Two to be fair on the PlayStation yep. One. Um, I, I that was I think the one I just talked about was Tekken Five, and I think I just remember my half brother playing it when he went around my dad's house. Nice. Um, but yeah, that that was E3. I think no, I don't think there was anything else shown. No, that was it. That was it. Um, or anything else shown that drew our attention? Yeah, no. That, that I think we saw everything that I was like, oh, okay, that looks interesting. And it's is it? I don't know if it's confirmed, but aren't PlayStation meant to be having an event at the beginning of July? Uh, yeah, that's the that's like the heavy rumor. Apparently, the rumor is they'll announce Spider-Man Two there as well. So, yeah. um, fingers crossed. What else could PlayStation announce? Like it'll be it'll be stuff like Naughty Dog will probably announce their new IP in like a title reveal or something, and maybe some some brief God of War gameplay if you're lucky, um, and a lot of indie stuff. But I think I think. Spider-Man, God of War, and Naughty Dog's new IP are the are the like the three biggest things yeah. they could they could um, talk about. Who who's gonna? There's not been any EA stuff, has there yet? No, actually. Um, Maybe. because that that's how we'd see uh, if we got any. I don't think we will yet. But if there was any sort of reveal for like the new Star Wars Fallen Order that they're apparently working on. Maybe that could possibly be a think if, we'll get anything for that yet. Uh, I don't think we other? will, but it could be a it could be a, a state of play thing, like a Sony U- thing. Yeah, it's Ubisoft making the next, uh, making an open world Star Wars game, which is meant to be a couple of years away. Yeah, I think if we got um, anything Star Wars, it would be a rev- an official confirmation of Jedi Fallen Order two. Yeah, maybe. I know that they just. Uh, a lot of people have been playing it again recently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, such a Cause great got, game because it got brought to PS5, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so a lot of people have been playing it again. So its numbers have been boosted, so that will boost the chances of it getting uh, its sequel revealed sooner or later. Oh, I hope so. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that was all of E3 then, and all of gaming talk. I don't think I have anything more gaming I'd like to address. No, no, revive. <laughs> End of gaming cool. discussion. End of gaming discussion. Let's talk about films. Speaking of gaming, there was a gaming film obviously recently called Mortal Kombat, which starred Hiroyuki Sanada as Scorpion. Yep. Um, speaking of Hiroyuki Sanada, he's been cast in John Wick 4. Oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, very nice. That cast is looking pretty good. 
It's looking fucking sick in it. And apparently they're filming four and five back to back. Oh wow, really? Apparently. <laughs> I'm sure I read God, that then, somewhere. Then they're never gonna end. No. Dev. Um You would have thought three would have been the end, but no. I'm actually pretty uh excited that don't both Donnie Yen and Hiroyuki Sonata are gonna be in John Wick four. I like both of those actors a lot. Yeah, that's a I fucking swear. I like the idea of actually seeing some good uh, martial arts in a film again from Donnie Yen, which we didn't get in Rogue One like people wanted. Um, yeah, true. And I, I, I just genuinely like Hiroyuki Sonata. So. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He's so, so um, good. I'm going to briefly look through and see if there's any other new like film news that we actually, you know, properly Well, I mean, I've got one, but I'm just surprised that you haven't said it. Uh, oh, we. I mean, uh, I expect this is Knives Out cast out. Knives Out cast out, mate. Knives Out cast out. We've uh, uh, the film Knives Out Two has added Jessica Henwick. Yeah, very nice. Which... That cast is looking insane. Yes, and I, I am a big fan of Jessica Henwick. I think she's very good. Oh yeah, she's a great actress. Um, she should have. She really should have had her own show for the Netflix Marvel stuff as Colleen Wing. In it, it, yeah. <laughs> like she really deserved that like when they were teasing her being like when they gave her the fucking iron fist powers in the end of season 2 I was like oh this is so good this is exactly what needed to happen yeah and it was <laughs> because like, fucking Hi. because fucking Danny Rand is such a dickhead <laughs> he's just a terrible bloke I'm Danny Rand I'm Danny Rand <laughs> Fuck it. yeah she's in um, she's in uh, Matrix 4 as well isn't she it comes at end yeah. this year Yep. Um, obviously, recently she was in Love and Monsters. Yep. And other things. Uh, and she briefly in Star Wars: The Force Awakens. She hasn't been in. She's been in a few films, but not no not many big, you know, films. Yeah. She's more. She's more known for her. Well, the playing playing Colleen Wing, obviously, in the Marvel stuff. Yep. And, Game of Thrones. Um, she was. Yeah, and she was briefly in Game of Thrones. Yeah. I say think... briefly. Eight episodes over the course of two years. <laughs> yeah. And she was also in one episode of The Thick of It. <laughs> she was? <laughs> yeah, apparently. She played a girl called Charlotte in, I think, season four, episode one. I've watched that show so many times. I'm going to have to re-watch it again now. Oh, well. Yeah, it's probably very brief. Oh, such a good show. It is a good show. Is she... Yeah, she is, she is from England. Yeah. Nice. Uh, from Surrey. Oh, we love yeah. Surrey. Shout out to Surrey. Shout out to Surrey. So I was thinking, yeah, if she's in that, I always think of her as like an American actress, but no, she's she is in she is English. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, British Chinese. Nice. Oh, pardon me. Um, unbelievable. There really wasn't actually that much, was there? There's of, not really been any news this week. Like, I'm scrolling to see if there was any if there's anything. There was um. Wasn't there? There was a, an, I think it was, a leak from some of the promotional material from like Thor: Love and Thunder. Like a T-shirt was shown, yeah. like released or something like that somewhere, and it has like the pictures of um, like Natalie Portman, Portman as as Thor holding um, Mjolnir. Mjolnir, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth holds Stormbreaker. Yeah, I've seen. I saw someone mention that like. The the um. No, everyone's talked about you know Loki, WandaVision, Spider Man, and Doctor Strange as being the films that are going to do the multiverse stuff. But what if this version of Jane Foster Thor is from the multiverse? 
Yeah, you, I mean, thinking about that, right? The, 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 I, I was talking to someone that were like, oh, I feel like um, Doctor Strange will not solve all the multiverse stuff, but keep it on pause until further on in the next couple of years where it'll be brought back up even bigger. But I, I don't know. I feel like the multiverse stuff is only just getting started. Like, I feel like they're fully going to go with it. So I could see that happening for sure. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know, like, for example, we, we were talking about Marvel. I know Sony Pictures, I think it's India, uh, Instagram account and Twitter has been teasing No Way Home even more over the past week. So everyone's expecting a trailer soon. Um, yeah. Which, you know, would be great, but I know they announced last night that Kevin Feige is having, uh, like, he's going to be, like, heavily overseeing the marketing for this film uh, more than usual. So don't expect to see, like, if they're in it, Andrew Garfield or Tom McGuire in the trailer. I'd, I'd be hope very they wouldn't surprised. Do that. I hope, I'd hope that Sony, even if they were doing everything, they wouldn't reveal that in the trailers either. Like, just... <laughs> If they, I hope they'd have. I wouldn't the... mind like a hint or a tease, but not a full. Yeah. Shot. Yeah. No. Of course. I don't want. I don't. I mean. I. I. I don't want it at all. Anyway. Like. I'd like to see the the crossover of Spider Verse thing, but I'd like to have seen it as an event film, not as the uh, not as Spider Man three. Yeah. But. Whatever. <laughs> I'll deal with what I get. Yeah. I guess we'll wait and see. I dealt with uh, Far From Home, which I've, I've soured on a little bit. I like it. It's a good film, but yeah. Oh, it's my fave. I know it is. Um, I don't know. I just want Spider-Man in New York. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> you, t- you take Spider-Man out of New York. You take New York out of Spider-Man. Well, I feel like this one will have Spider-Man in New York. To be fair, on the haven't run. they talked about what was it the locations they were saying they've been filming in that he might show up in like certain other countries again and I'm just like why is Spider-Man going international like <laughs> I know they've done a massive apparently a big big part of the film is set around the Statue of Liberty oh, okay like that might be where the final act is or something like that well, he's going to go into space and he's going to come back years later and be like you blew it up damn you it's, it's, a, it's a Planet of the Apes reference oh no man he was good he was a good reference <sighs> But yeah, no, you know what? I don't actually think there was any interest in who's news. Have have any of the um? Okay, I was gonna say, have any of like the uh, the classmate actors been re- like confirmed to be returning? Like um, Spider Man, because I hadn't seen any of them, but yeah, they have apparently. Yeah, Tony Revolori as Eugene Flash Thompson, and Gary Rice as Betty Brant. Yeah, Hannibal Buress is coming back. That's good. <laughs> yep. Just have a look at the ca- the cast list, you know, which includes. Captain I like that on the cast list on Wikipedia, it, it goes Tom Holland, Peter Parker, Zendaya as MJ, JB Smoove as Julius Dell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why is he the third on the cast list? And he's the uh, the you know the, the driving instructor turned teacher. Yeah, because he was in that. He was in that. Tra- he was in an advert. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, he was, wasn't he? And then they was like, well, "We liked him so much, we put him in the film." <laughs> but Jamie Smooth's good. Uh, Jacob Battlon, Marissa Tomei, <laughs> Jamie Fox. <laughs> and then Bender comes back, and then Alfred Molina. Fucking, this is just time for me to love my candles. It's my birthday. 
<laughs> I do want to watch that at some point. He's going to show up and be like, every day is my birthday in this universe. Now it's time to light my candles, but again. <sighs> I don't know. We'll see how this film turns out, won't we? I think it's going to be alright. I think it's going to be good. It's either going to be amazing or it's going to be awful. I don't think there's an in-between. <laughs> amazing or awful. I think it was going to be just fine. Oh, I really want it to be good. It's my most anticipated film this year. No, of course. You want every film to be good. Yeah. Unless it's made by a bad person. Yeah, exactly. Like, I hope all of Roman Polanski's films are bad from now on. Yeah, I hope he has a shit life. I mean, he hasn't. He's very. He's already an older man, and he's not had a shit life. But let's not go into that right now, then. Um, um that's news, I guess. Nothing else happened in the yeah, film world, was... unless something did that we haven't, you know, paid attention to. No, I don't really. There's nothing. Nothing sticks out to me this week. I think E3 nothing. was the biggest kind of news-related. Yeah, nothing. Nothing's happening in terms of casting news for Marvel or anything like that. Nope. Um. Well, I mean, the only other piece of film news we could... Well, not film news, but the only other piece of like, comic book news related is that apparently Batman doesn't go down on women. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Twats. <laughs> what do you... Because, uh, yeah, okay, so the, the news is that in the Harley Quinn show, they were going to have a scene where Batman goes down on Catwoman, and DC turned around and went, no, nah, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> did you Heroes see, don't do that. <laughs> did you see what Zack Snyder tweeted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like canon, and it was just a picture of of Batman going down on Catwoman. Yes, because Zack Snyder gets to say what's canon and what's not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's been massive uproar about that, and now. Yeah, uh, uh, massive uproar. I think it's more of a this is just silly. <laughs> like, why, why are you DC? Why are you being so silly? It's an adult well, show. Yeah, I was like, going to say Harley Quinn is a very adult show with look, lots it, of sex it, references. Anyway. Yeah. It it just is an adult an adult show. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> it's just it's what it's intended to be. Let them do what they want with it. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Moving oh, on. Well. Oh well. Batman doesn't go down. Oh well. We will have to deal with that. <sighs> what an arsehole. Some fortunate. Some fortunate for Catwoman. Batman's always been an arsehole. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's all. He's all take but no give. Yes, he, he is. Uh, so just like when he wouldn't let Robin drive the Batmobile and Batman and Robin, what a bastard! Sorry, carry yeah, on. But, yeah, but to, to be fair, that Robin is a bit of a dick as well. Yeah, he's just a whiny fucker, isn't he? Shall, shall we talk? Shall we talk Loki then? Yeah, let's do it, man. Episode two, whoop, the variant. Whoop. The variant, um, written by Elissa Karasik. And as with the rest of the show, directed by Kate Heron. I loved this episode. I think it was really good. I think I preferred the first episode, but I think uh, it is a really good episode. Yeah. Um, already, this partnership of um, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson is phenomenal. Oh, it's so good. It's 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 keeping the show really fresh and really kind of unique and organic. And I do think just these first two episodes are are stronger than most of the Disney Plus show they've done so far. I think yeah. it it's it's for a show that I wasn't expecting to be this interesting and this kind of good, I'm just really enjoying it. Tom Hiddleston's great. Iron Wilson is is outstanding. He's so yeah, I re- good. 
he's so good as the like I'm just you know just doing my job kind of guy like and he's he's having so much fun in the role as well yeah I'm I, really really glad I read somewhere <laughs> that instead of reading comics to prepare him for the role he got Tom Hiddleston to sit him down and explain the MCU to him <laughs> um, and that's how he prepared well, for the role well apparently uh, he and the um he and the the showrunner Kate Heron I think she's the showrunner isn't she yeah She's directing it all, so... Well, the showrunner might be... It's not Michael Waldron, is it? No, Doesn't the show... Matter. I'm sure the showrunner's... She's Kate. one of the... Yeah, yeah um, apparently they um, they sat down together and looked over um, Goodwill Hunting to get a certain kind of performance from Mobius. Oh, nice. Like, wanted, wanting him to be more of like a mentor and a therapist to Loki. Yeah. And you definitely see that in the first episode, maybe not so much in this one. You get a little kind of, kind of bits of it. Um, but yeah... You see both of them like having good fun with the role. Yeah. With the roles. And um, I, I really, I really enjoyed. Because we're not going to talk about this episode in too, too much detail. But I really enjoyed the ending of this episode and Harriet. Harriet fully starts to set up multiverse stuff. I think. Yeah, and I think the ending of this episode actually also it almost um, it almost felt like it would have been a penultimate episode. Yeah, it felt very like the cliffhanger felt very like you were leading into the finale. Yeah, which is I um, think is exciting. Yeah, it's very. I I like. I'm excited to see where the show goes. I've heard people say. I mean, apparently it's been. I think the writers have said this um, that the show uh, episode four and five is going to be like the best episodes. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that as well. Um. So yeah. But yeah, no, I, don't I, really, know. I really enjoyed it. I saw, I liked, I do think that this is how the multiverse stuff is going to be set up and started. Like you saw when the, at the end, it, it, it brief spoiler alert, but um, when it when it was all happening, it mentioned Voromir and um, Asgard on the on the timeline. Hmm. Um, so that's exciting. But I just, yeah, I'm. I'm just so surprised at how much I'm really enjoying it. I just didn't think it was going to be a show. I thought it was going to be good, but I didn't think it was going to be, like, super, super strong. And now I'm like, no, this is genuinely fantastic. Like, it's so fun to watch. I know it's only two episodes in, but I'm thinking this is, so far, it's the best of the lot. Oh, in, easily. I do think I think it's better than Falcon Winter Soldier so far. And I think it's got the benefit of being able to be so far, uh, like detached from the rest of the MCU. The thing I the thing I like about this compared to WandaVision is it doesn't treat its audience as dumb in terms of from episode one you were given some of the answers but they still have mystery for you to wait and find out rather than just dragging it out. Yeah. Um yeah I definitely think this is the strongest out of the three so far, even though we're only two episodes in. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully by the end of the series my opinion's the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. We can. We we'll we'll probably go more in detail into this show when we do uh, the full recap, the season recap. Yeah, exactly. Um, we could have done another when we go. You know what we used to do, like the not done a recap episode, but done a recap where we go through every event and spoilers and everything. But uh, we have maybe quite... less not. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> this episode to be fair we've had quite a lot to talk about this episode already like E3 was quite a hefty yeah. thing and we're going to talk about the fate of the furious in a minute so um, but I, yeah. yeah I will say this this was another good episode of Loki I've seen it twice as I had the first one because I was watching it on my own and I watch it with my mum when I get the chance nice 
Um, but yeah, so I do think it's weaker than the first episode, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, it. I'm really excited for the rest of the series. And the next episode is written by, I don't I want to say Bisher K. Ali, who okay. is the head writer for Ms. Marvel. So. Ooh, okay. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that means we're going to see anything connecting to that, but like... No, but in terms of you can, strength for the script. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can see that Marvel uh, like her. her. Yeah. yeah. I had to make sure it was a woman. <laughs> we'll start with Michael Waldron, who wrote the first episode, I want to say. Well, Michael Waldron, they were saying he wrote most of the series, didn't he? Yeah, he, well, yeah. he's the executive producer on the series. Um, but he's, he's the... also writing Doctor Strange, uh, and he's going to be writing the Star Wars film that Kevin Feige is going to produce. Yeah, that's literally what I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very Again, exciting. another writer that obviously, and he's also he wrote an episode of Rick and Morty. Did he really? And he's one, and he's a producer apparently, or at least maybe mm. on that one episode he wrote uh, the Old Man in the Seat. Is that the one with the with the toilet? Fourth season, no, an alien intern named Gloody serves breakfast to Smiths, often asking for. Yeah, it's the mobile app one. Yeah, and then the, develop, Rick tries to develop an app. Yeah, Rick Rick wants to go and find like he has a planet where he goes to the toilet. Is it that one? Is it that one? Should I see? Oh yeah, it's private laboratory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that one. Yeah, I like that one. The old man in the seat. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I get it from the title now. At first, when you said toilet, I immediately thought of the scene when Morty is almost raped in the toilet. Oh fucking hell, yeah. That's that that's returned, where my that head went on Monday. Actually, didn't realize it's on in, um, what, in America. In America. No, no, no. On E4. Yeah, I know, but I don't like watching anything on four streaming servers because you get ads too much. That's fair. I don't want to be trying to watch. A show, and I get four ads in the middle of a twenty-minute episode. Are you going to watch? Um, are you going to wait for it to be on Netflix? Then I assume. Yes, I will wait to watch it on Netflix. I will not try and watch it on any other service. Of course, especially not using a VPN. Well, actually, I don't think I'd be able to anyway. <laughs> Fair. I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's on online in America. Actually, uh, Adult Swim. Does that have a streaming service? I think so. Yeah, I'd have to subscribe to it though. And that's you can't. It's harder to do that when you're when it's only in America as well because they need like an American address and stuff like that. Yeah, just find one online. But that's why you can't do VPNs for um, HBO Max. Ah. Uh... Because also um, bank accounts are different in different countries. Yeah. So you yeah that's why you can't use a VPN for like HBO Max and stuff like that. So you probably would be able to VPN it. Um. But I might watch it. I might might I'll see how I feel. Okay. Like. It's just that I remember when I used to watch uh, on full streaming service on my PS4 and there'd be an ad and then sometimes the episode would... So you know when, like, have you used it on PS4 before? Uh, yeah, but I'm, I mainly yeah. use it on my Now TV stick at the moment. Okay. Um, but you know when when on PS4, when, like, it goes to the end of the episode, it puts it into a smaller screen? Yeah. It once did that for me after an ad and I couldn't get it to full screen again. Oh, that's fucking annoying. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm trying to watch this, like, and it's just the ads are ruining it. Like, not ju- not just taking me out of the episode because I don't like ads, like everybody, but actively ruining my watching, my viewing experience. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I've sort of sworn off for streaming service because I I hate it. <laughs> that's fair. I think I do like full streaming services because the amount of content they've got on there. They've got some really good stuff on there. No, they have got good stuff like on there. Like, and I'm I'm a bit annoyed that I didn't watch because I don't think all the episodes are on there. Like Harley Quinn, for example. Yeah. Like I wanted to watch that, but then the, the thought of watching it on full streaming service, being like, I can't even binge it because there'd be in t- for a six episode series, I'd probably have like thirty ads. 
Oh, for sure, yeah. And I don't. That's not binge watching. Like, I don't like. I don't get having a streaming service that has ads. Why don't you just let? Me, like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I could complain about it forever, but I won't. Ah, <laughs> uh, should we move on? I suppose we 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 should. So, from one great episode of Loki to a great film. Would you agree? Great in great meaning large or immense. No, is it using it you're using it in the pejorative. No, I'm using sense. it as a it's just so so good. <laughs> so there's an episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets accused of uh, sexual assault. Right, where are you uh, going with this? Trying trying to trying to harass a woman, like by grabbing her 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 hiney. Right. Um and when they're outside his house like chanting they're like uh two, four, six, eight, Homer's crime was very great. Uh, Great meaning larger immense. We use it in the pejorative sense. <laughs> I love that. That was that, that was their chant. I love it. Homer should have been locked up. He didn't do it. Oh. He tried. He tried. He tried to get the sweet gummy Venus de Milo that was stuck to her ass. Jesus Christ. That was it. That was all it was. He was he was misaccused. He wasn't trying to grab her. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, fast fast eight. The fate of the furious came out on April 14th 2017 I keep forgetting how long it's been um, it's directed by F. Gary it's been Gray four years? yeah because they, they, yeah, no. they had Hobbs and Shaw didn't they? yeah I know but four years wow oh uh, yeah I realised that before the podcast I was like what the fuck um, directed by F. Gary Gray and written by Chris Morgan stars Vin Diesel Dwayne Johnson Jason Statham Michelle Rodriguez Tyrese Gibson Ludacris Scott Eastwood Natalie Emmanuel um, Kurt Russell Charlize Theron Elsa uh, Pataki. Pataki and Pataki, Christopher Hivju from Game of Thrones. It had a budget of 250 to 270 million. It made 1.2 billion. Um yeah, we're going to look, we're going to spoil. This came out 4 years ago. We we're, we're fully oh. spoiling this. Why do those films make so much money? Like I mean, then again, the seventh one was the one that made a billion dollars first and then this one did. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, yeah. Whatever. It's a film. <laughs> Wait, you didn't? Did you even say that Charlie Theron was in it? Yeah. Okay. Did you say that Kurt Russell was in it? I did. Okay, I wasn't. I must have zoned out then. Um, and it's Charlie's Theron, not with yeah. the rolling R's, but yeah, it's the way. She, I've heard her say her name in an interview, and I was like, oh wow, that's the way she says it, because obviously she's South African. Yeah. <laughs> um. I always forget that, but yeah, she's South African. So the film has uh, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, with an average of 6.10 out of 10. Fucking hell. For some reason, um, I thought it would have been worse. No, I thought it would have been better than that, because I thought people's opinion of this film was... Well, the the audience score is 72%. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But even that's, like, lower than I expected. I have this film on Blu-ray. I realise. Yeah, okay, I know, I know you do. I have, I have the first seven on Blu-ray. What is your... This, I mean, look, it's yeah. Again, look, we're gonna fully, fully spoil it. If you've not seen it, then it just uh, yeah. Um, the basic premise of the film is that uh, Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel, has uh, kind of settled down with his wife Letty. They're on a honeymoon, and then the cyber terrorist called Cipher, Charlie's Ferron, basically coerces him into working for her and to go against his own team. Um, which forces them to find Dom and to take down Cypher. 
Um, so in terms of in terms of like the premise of this film, I do think the premise is interesting. Like I like the fact that they have to go against the leader of their team per se. Do you, do you um, remember when the when the trailer came out? It's like, oh my god, Dom's gone bad. Yeah, I remember that. I remember like it was yesterday. But um, yeah, like it's I do, so ridiculous. I do enjoy that. I like because obviously you find out during the film that the reason he's doing this is that you know they've got his his ex lover and um, his friends and his son on board. So so in terms of his motivation for doing it, I do like that he's been coerced. Like I liked that element of it. But a yeah, lot, a lo- yeah, yeah. The story's the story's all right. The film is fun. There's 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 some fun moments, but there's some things that fight fucking awful. I I think I I want to just say Charlize Theron, her character talks far too much in this film. I don't think she's good in this film. No, I don't think she's putting on a great performance, and I she's a great actress. She's but... a fantastic actress. The things, the two things that annoyed me the most in this film, right, was that Charlize Theron feels like she doesn't put on Does, a good performance to the point of she doesn't really care. Seems like she doesn't even want to be there. Yeah, and also Helen Mirren's accent is fucking atrocious. <laughs> it's the worst accent I think I've ever heard in a film. Do, do, it's funny It's funny about that family. First of all, talking about that family, because obviously she's uh, the, the mother of um, Jason Statham. I completely forgot Luke Evans was in this film. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a bit, it's a bit where she sits down and goes, "You have until I finish my cuppa, and I'm fucking thirsty." And I was like, "Just don't speak like that." But there are some lines in this film that really make me laugh. There's other lines in this film that I hate. Like, for example, where where Tyrese is trying to get this orange Lamborghini to the, and he's, there's this guy, and he's like, "Oh, you're Blanta, Black Santa," and I'm like, "How did, how the fuck did that make it in the film?" Just kill. Yeah kill Tyrese's character off kill it off I can't I can't stand Tyrese Gibson in this film <laughs> no I yeah he's it's um I did you watch um the did you watch um Mr. Sunday Movies video on uh, his Caravan of Garbage Too Fast Too Furious uh no I've just done well actually I think I'm halfway through and then I had a job come through at work so I had to turn it off I just got to where it's all like really kind of uh, oversaturated okay what they talk about basically and it's something that it's true actually if you notice it um, is that they've kind of changed his character a lot like he was kind of comedic relief but he was different in that film and they've made him just an idiot yeah like, completely just an idiot now and I just can't stand him anymore <laughs> the thing is right is is there's elements it's I just want it's 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 so forced as well yeah there's elements to his character originally I didn't mind right but but like I like him in Fast Fast 5 Fast 6 he's alright Fast 7 he started to become annoying a little bit but this one and look as we always say um uh as we always say, you know, he really works for that paycheck, right? He puts it all, and he, you know, I'm sure but that's, that's I'm literally sure... that's li- that 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 joke's obviously from um, Cinema Sins, yeah, isn't it? And I'm, yeah. I'm I'm sure you know Tyrese is a great guy, but the character of Roman Pierce is just I don't understand what he brings to their team. He's meant to be comedic relief, and people enjoy him apparently. 
he was just just it was like when he was when he was he's screaming in the car and then he's hanging onto the door and all of a sudden he turns really serious and kills three guys and then goes yeah. straight back to screaming again well he was already like when we when we first meet him he was already like a criminal like living with like an ankle bracelet thing you know yeah tracker um and him and Brian had a past but like they knew each other as kids or something like that um but yeah I don't know what what his point is here anymore I guess it's just for just for him and Ludacris to have their banter between each other where it seems like I know it's the kind of character that Ludacris plays as well but it almost feels like Ludacris just is just like I I don't even want to be doing this anymore (laughs) yeah for sure I'm just doing this because it's in the script I don't and it's just terrible banter like none of it makes me laugh yeah, like in terms of in terms of like the rest of the team, for example, like right, like I like I like Tej, I like um, Ramsey, I like Letty, um, you know, I like Dom. It's just it's just Roman. If they if they scaled back on his comedic humour, some of it, like because it feels so forced at times. Mm. If they just scaled back on it, he'd probably be a really more of an interesting character. But I will. It's, it's just too forced just, in this film. I think. Just going off just something there. I actually feel like this team, this family of characters, are some of the most boring people I have ever watched. That's fair. I don't know. Just at the, to this, we've got to this point where they are just so boring as people now. Like they're just they're predictable. Yeah. Everything they say, they that they're going to say is predictable. Everything they, every way they act is predictable, and it's just this. I don't know. Like. I feel like the only person I actually liked in this film, and just because I know he's just genuinely just there to be like, I'm just going to read this script and be a be have fun with it, like not loads of fun, but have fun with it in a sense where it, it looks like I'm having fun. It's Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I like Kurt Russell, but for me, I uh, my my two favorites are probably The Rock and and Jason Statham. I mean, I liked I like that, but there's some of their banter does get repetitive and it does do, get yeah, a bit forced. I, but the start of the film, like all the prison stuff, where they're, they're trying to be really macho and and um, you know the rocks lifting the bench and all that, that I really w- enjoy all that stuff. You can see that it's that one scene is what inspired the entirety of Hobbs and Shaw to be a thing. That doesn't yeah. work in an entire film, which I, I didn't for me. I didn't like Hobbs and Shaw because it was that for the whole film. Well, that's what doesn't Whereas make. In, that's what doesn't make. Sorry, that's what doesn't make sense, right? Because because they have start, an arc in this film as well. Yeah, they have an arc. They start off hating each other. And by the end of it, they're not. They're not friends, but they've found a mutual respect of you know, they they can get on now. Do you know what I mean? But and, then, funny it, that, and then it cuts to Hobbs and Shaw, and they fucking hate each other again. It's funny because they have like yeah some sort of mutual respect, but they do say to each other, "Oh, we're gonna you know once this is all over, we're gonna fight again because why not?" And then obviously they think he's killed. Yep. And then they never address that. I mean, he does obviously. He's not dead, but nobody, none of the, none of the group address it. Like, there's no. no scene between Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham at the end of the film or anything like that. He just he just comes back. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't. I don't. I, and I don't even like. I think Vin Diesel was like. I think Vin Diesel can be so much better. But I do think he's he's not bad in this film. I do think he's quite no, strong he's in this film. I don't um, know. He's 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 almost always on the brink of actually showing some proper emotion, mm. but then it feels like he can't. It's probably in his contract that he's not allowed to cry in films or something like that. He cries <laughs> in this film, yeah, but not properly. Fair. 
I feel like Vin Diesel's got the acting ability to like be properly emotional in a film. I know it doesn't. This is meant to be oh macho movie with cars and women, you know. Yeah. We've got all the shots of women in bikinis at the beginning of the film, like we always have to do. And I get that's what the film is. It's for that's what the film's for. It's not even for car for car lovers though. They don't really talk cars much, do they? No, not in this one. I don't know what's going on with these films anymore. I don't know. It, they are the kind of films you do just kind of stick on to ignore a little bit, like they're happening while you're doing something else. Well, look, we've got to we've got to talk about the 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 New York sequence with the zombie cars. What the com- wasn't that completely CGI? I think so. Just, just that that I, the part it, the zombie cars are is so stupid, but I do find it fun. Like it's fun to watch in the cinema. Yeah, I guess. Um, but the best part of the New York sequence is you know when it's Dom against his team because that's the first time we really see them against each other. Yeah, and Scott Eastwood has to fuck it up. Oh, he's such a swat in this film, isn't he? Um, I mean. It- he, I've heard a lot of people talk about like, oh, Scott Eastwood was in this film, in these films for a moment, in the one film. Mm. I don't think he's like terrible, but he, he he's not great. Like, there's nothing like hurtful about his appearance. <laughs> I feel I'll tell you what the thing about the thing about this film, or in terms of the characters, none of the characters stand out for me in this film. No, um, there's stand up moments of the film. So I like the final act of this film. I do actually. I quite enjoy the final act. I like the New York sequence of the final act of the second act. Um, mm-hmm. But there's no standout performance or or standout character moment. Yeah. Um, I think Letty's probably the strongest in that team in I terms of performance. I, s- I still find her very very boring, like the rest. Yeah. She's, she's just. I don't know. It's I don't know. Like, I think she's good in the first film, and then like she just again, everyone's so one note. I think I think I think the best part of the film is the final act. I think it, it when it when it kind of just gets its shit going and just you know does full on action. Um, I like the stuff with the submarine. I like I like the best part of this film, without any shadow of a doubt, is Jason Statham holding the baby. Fighting through the plane. See, even rewatching that, it didn't have the same. I didn't have the same fun that I kind of had with it the first time. I don't know. It just wasn't. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really say much. I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping I would again. Yeah. Plus, you got the cameos from the two characters from Fast Five as well. I like that because I forgot about that. Yeah, so did I. I do like when the Rock turns to Tyrese and just says, "Why are you always yelling?" I was like, yeah, why is he always yelling? The Rock's the only one here who I feel like has any sort of anything going on, really. Like, when we see the scenes at the be- in the beginning with his daughter and her soccer team, football team. He's the most interesting character out of them. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that in his spin-off it just becomes him and uh, Jason Statham just flinging, flinging their dicks at each other. Mm. But it's also, I feel like I feel like The Rock's character is the only one that has his head screwed on, and has which is very un- very unfortunate because he's not going to be in the next one. Yeah, yeah, true. But we are getting Han back in the next one. I do like Han. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I like Han, but like, I don't know, what's he gonna, what's he gonna add? <laughs> the thing is, I think, I think you're right. You know, look, when you watch this film in the cinema, 
it is so much fun because it is a oh my, summer sorry, blockbuster. Sorry, 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 sorry. I was just going onto F9 to look at the cast list. The entire plot is there. <laughs> yeah, it's been out in China for over a month. I I didn't realise that. I was just scrolling through. I was like, oh, okay, the entire plot's there. Maybe I'll spoil it for myself. <laughs> I needed it the other day, to be fair. No, I'm not. I'm looking at the cast list. But that could anyway, also yeah, be spoilers, on. to be fair, so maybe don't look at the cast list. That's true. That is very true, actually. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look right at the bottom then. <laughs> yeah, um, I do think this film. Like, I did enjoy rewatching it because um, there are moments of this film I really do genuinely enjoy. Like, I like all the, I like, I like the action set pieces. Right, I think the, the, the strongest parts of these films are the action set pieces. I like the New York stuff. I like the race at the start. I like the final act with the submarine, and and the heat seeking missile. Even if the rock pushing a missile that, doesn't make any he, sense, he he doesn't. Oh, he, he doesn't push it. He touches and it. He though. tells Tyrese to turn the car, so it will. The momentum will carry the missile in the he other direction. He still touches it. He should. Right, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna explode upon connection with him. Yeah, but like, it's gonna be fucking burning hot. It's a missile. It's also skating across ice. Well, I think... if it was burning hot, why is it not melting the ice? True, but still, I think it's think stupid. It's not. It might not be burning hot. I think it's stupid, but it might. You don't know. You've never. You've never held a missile <laughs> that's just been fired. But. Don't make assumptions. <laughs> yeah, look, the action stuff I do really enjoy. I think all the action stuff is are good in these films. I think it's it, it's when it comes to the character stuff and the and the and the, the small emotional moments. I just don't think land as well. It doesn't handle character drama very well. No, action great. Sto- and the thing is, I do think it's an interesting story for this. I like the fact it's it's Dom has to go against his own team because we've not you don't you haven't seen that in the end of the other ones. Do you know what I mean? This is this you know is yeah. new territory for it. It's but, yeah. it's funny that we got this uh, you know leader of this team turning against his team uh, the same year as we got Transformers: The Last Night leader of the team turning against the team. Mm-hmm with Optimus Prime versus the trans versus the Autobot versus Bumblebee and then you get Dom versus his team I guess you know he doesn't really do anything bad to them the fucking it's so weird when Charlie Theron just kisses him and he's just like I'm that's so this. yeah that's <laughs> very I don't see the point of that she's I know I know it's probably on her from Charlie Theron's uh, point of view it's a it's an intimidation tactic but Dom didn't have to just. I mean, he even says that he like. She even says to him, "You just didn't need to stand there and had just take it. You could have stopped." <laughs> yeah, he fully goes for it, doesn't he? I wouldn't say he goes for it, but then again, that's Vin Diesel. You know, you never really know what he's thinking. That's probably his <laughs> version of going for it, though. <laughs> well, no, because there is that brief. Isn't there like a brief moment, like in the intro, where it looks like there's a sex scene, but it's not. <laughs> oh, well, where he picks Letty up and. Yeah, she talks about how she likes seeing him smile, and <laughs> I'm like, well, he looks—he doesn't do he that looks, much. He looks creepy when he smiles. Uh, I do like Vin Diesel, but I do like I said, I think like he could do so much more in in terms of range. Yeah. yeah. Um, but these films aren't the way, aren't the way that's going to happen for sure. No, and look, I will. I. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it more in the cinema than I did rewatching it, but that doesn't take away from the fact I still. I still enjoyed my rewatch. Like, it does make I am excited to go see Fast Nine because I know that in the cinema I will have a good time watching it. But it's that kind of film that 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 when you walk out of the cinema, you talk about it for five ten minutes and then you move on to something else. It's not that kind of film where you are asked. Oh, let's talk about. Do you remember that moment? And you talk about it for days to come. Well, we're going to obviously talk about it on this one, the next film. I mean, yeah, that's that's a very good point. 
uh, on this podcast. We're going to talk about we'll talk about that next week. But, very, very exciting. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, let's rate it. Would you give it a smoke rate microphone? It. Absolutely not. <laughs> would you not? <laughs> no, sorry. I would because it fully because because one thing I do respect about it is it knows it's batshit stupid and it just fully goes for it. Um, I mean, fair enough. And I do enjoy yeah. it. I do enjoy the action set pieces. There's bits I don't like. I think I think Charlize Theron isn't great in this film. I think Helen Mirren's accent just infuriates me. And Tyrese Gibson's character, I hope, gets killed off in Fast 9. But he won't. But um, the moments that I do enjoy, like the, the baby on the plane and the final act and the New York stuff, do are fun to watch. And it is nice to just put on sometimes. Yeah, um, I will say about the baby on the plane bit. I didn't realize it when I watched it the first time, but this time is that he puts those headphones on that baby and turns them up all the way. Oh yeah, he deafens that kid. He has obliterated that kid's hearing. <laughs> there is there is one dodgy bit where um, Charlie, you know, when Charlie's Ferrand's holding Brian the baby, and uh, yeah, they kill Elena. If you mm-hmm. look at the baby when it's like over the shoulder of Vin Diesel. It's just like this really like kind of not a real base. Like it's clearly a doll. The doll looks fucking like mouldy. It, it's fucking. <laughs> okay. I, I had to pause it. It really freaked me out. Um. So the baby's middle name is Marcus, right? Yeah, she doesn't give. Isn't, him the, she never isn't gives that him the, the first name? name? No, yeah, she's like yeah, because <laughs> its name's gonna be Brian, obviously. I like that. I don't like. I don't like the fact that the, even the main characters treat Brian like he's dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I get. Like, okay, I have this respect for my friend. I'm gonna name my son after him. But when I think about it, I don't think Vin Diesel and Brian were that close. No, it's it's always to me at the start of Fast Five. Like, it's like he hates him. Brian. Not no, I wouldn't say that. Well, well not hates, but, but well, not here's the thing. Close. Well, here's the th- here's the thing. In Fast Four, Brian is trying to. Well, in Fast and Fu- the one, one that's just called Fast and Furious, mm. um, Brian is trying to capture Dom again. Fucking hell! Like he's after him again. Like he's after him in the first film. He's after him then, and then at the end of the film, obviously Dom gets arrested, and he's in that. He's in. He's in that prison bus. Yeah, and obviously that then that's how the that's how the beginning of Five starts, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so we don't really see a chance for them to actually have a relationship properly blossom. I don't know. Are they friends? Uh, like, but yeah, I feel like they. Th- I get why they offer so much respect to Paul Walker's character. No, I'm not uh, saying I don't like that. I'm just saying it always feels like, especially when he's like, "Oh, we've called him Brian," and everyone's like clapping. It's like it's almost like the characters are treating Brian like he's dead, even though yeah, no, I get I, the character I liked... of Brian isn't. I liked that part because obviously that was more of a, an actor's tribute, like you said, and that's that is genuinely nice to see, right? But yeah. they need to commit to the characters either in the universe, treat him as if he's alive, or 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 kill him off in the universe. And obviously, kill him off is a bit maybe a bit too disrespectful. Maybe I don't know. Well, I I want to know what the I do genuinely want to see how the next film plays out because uh, Jordana Brewster's obviously back. I think he'll show up in either. In like maybe towards the end of the film, it might just be like a you see God. the back of his head kind of thing. You won't see God. his face, but I do think he'll show up in some capacity. 
It's going to be like the final episode of Two and a Half Men. He's going to walk up to a door, press a doorbell, and then a piano is going to fall on him. No, a car will just crash into him. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the man died in a car crash. I just realised as I said it. Like, Charlie Sheen wasn't actually cl- crushed by a piano. He's still alive. Oh, do you know what would have been even funnier for the ending of Two and a Half Men? What? If someone ran up to him and injected him with the AIDS virus. Fucking hell. <laughs> because he's got HIV in real life. Jesus <laughs> Oh yeah, and my comment was distasteful. Well, Charlie Sheen's still alive. Yeah, but I forgot. And he's the one that lived with he's that lived with HIV and didn't tell women that he had it. Yeah, but I forgot Paul Walker died in a car crash. Just I just I, How? It's like the I just I just it was like I knew he was dead, I just was, forgot how he died. It was like the most, you know ironic, I wanna say. He wasn't driving though. So yeah, he just you know. uh, tread carefully. If he was driving, like... if he was no, if he was driving, he would have been fine. Yeah, because he's Paul Walker. I also want to draw attention back to a film that he was in called Vehicle Nineteen or something like that. I know and what you're going to say about this. And yeah. the slogan for the film was uh, "Wrong place, wrong time, wrong car." And that was released just literally after he died, right? <laughs> I think it was straight to DVD, but yeah, wrong place, Fucking wrong time, hell. wrong car. It's it's. Uh, it came out in 2013. When did Paul Walker die? 2013. Was it 2013? Yeah, yeah. It might have came out. Bef- it came out in February, so it came out before he died. He died in November. <sighs> Jesus. But yeah, Vehicle 19 has a uh, 23% of Rotten Tomatoes. Here's a question before yeah. we before we move on to the end of the show. Yeah. Do you think they should have stopped these films at Fast Seven? Do you think Fast and Furious Seven was a was a kind of a natural best ending they could have got considering the circumstances? Um, yeah. yeah. I I think I think I think what they well I don't know the f- series could have continued like it, I know it I mean it doesn't need to go on forever it could have ended a long time ago it's so weird that this this the history of this franchise you know with the first film mm. um, being what it is. <laughs> compared to them now and then the second film is just following Brian and Tyrese and then the third film set in a completely different place with completely different characters and then suddenly we're back to this and you know the films then change tone completely yeah um it's a weird journey this franchise has been on so i can see why it's now become so long lived but it could have it could have yeah it could well have ended at um the seventh one and that would have been a natural ending point um, and or it could have continued, but you scale down the cast a bit more rather than keeping it this big group of people all the time. Yeah, maybe focus on spin-offs, like you know, Hobbs and Shaw. I know they want to do the f- a spin-off with like the women of the film. That would be very interesting to see. Um, they, that, maybe that's what they should have found. No, don't get me wrong. I am genuinely excited for Fast Nine. You know, um, I'm excited for us to go see an IMAX. It's gonna be. It'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, maybe. It just feels like Furious 7 was a natural conclusion considering the circumstances of, of everything that happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, that that could have been a, that would have been a good ending point. Um, but, unfortunately, it wasn't. Well, I guess not unfortunately, because, I mean, you know, it gets us a chance to reunite and we can go see a, a summer blockbuster in the cinema and I'm sure we're going to have a good time. We might. We might. I might um, hate it. We'll see. Yeah, I'm excited to see your reaction walking out. To be fair, 
I'm excited to see because we're also going with with, uh, with with Maddie, my girlfriend, and and she said to me the other day, she was like, I've not seen any of the films, and I just kind of like, well, you know, you need to make her sit down and watch all eight of them before you go. No, fuck that. I was like, I'll find you. I was like, I'll find you a YouTube video that explains the plot. But I was like, and then I was, but then as I was walking away, I was like, but to be honest, you'll probably be fine without it. I'll t- I'll give you a brief overview. But yeah, I'll, I'm gonna make her watch like a one of those YouTube half an hour things. Um, it's, it's what's so weird is that when you think about where where um where Dom Dom's like started, obviously, you know, he was just you know uh, he was a street racer and he used to steal DVD players off the back of trucks. Mm. Uh, and he was obviously a criminal, like in other senses, like he beat a man to death, didn't he? Yep. With a wrench. Um, <laughs> and now he's like a superhero. No, it's a, now yeah, now he's basically this superhero who has this very very high profile lifestyle, and he's like they're on like they're top, they were like all top on like Interpol's most wanted list for a bit. Mm. Um, why is Dom's brother so high up in like the food chain as well? Let, you know John Cena coming into this film why does he have a private army or whatever he has oh yeah like that, that doesn't make any sense surely his brother would have been the same kind of for the same semi humble beginnings as he was how has he managed to get this high profile I am excited <laughs> to see John Cena in this film though I do like John Cena like as an actor I know he didn't he have to he publicly apologised to China for acknowledging Taiwan as a country was it? Was that what it was? yeah it was something like that wasn't it which is very poor taste <laughs> oh yeah um, that's not a, a nice thing because obviously you know China doesn't like that does it when it is Taiwan isn't it I'm sure it was yeah I think yeah Taiwan's the country that China don't like being acknowledged as a country because they think it's theirs yeah um, or something like that. I don't actually know properly, but yeah. And then John Cena, because he acknowledged it, he had to publicly apologise. So maybe his their opinions went down. But I have enjoyed him in things I've seen him in. Yeah, same. Um, and especially in the trailer for the Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, it looks great, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, he's not taking it too seriously in this new film. Which, but it look in this film, but it look, does look like he is. Yeah, I feel like he's going to. Which is unfortunate because I'd like to see him because he's fun. John Cena can be really fun in films he's been in. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm sure he's going to be good in this one as well. What's that? Didn't I watch the film Blockers? Which is where he plays a like. There's a group of parents that want to stop their kids from having sex. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it literally called? It's meant to be called. Yeah, I mean the symbol. It's a it's a picture of a rooster and it says Blockers. So the film is called Cock Blockers. Yeah. But it's just called Blockers. That's what it was marketed as. Um, and that's it's alright. It's pretty good, I think. Um, and John Cena's really fun in it. Yeah, like, I've heard that's meant to be a really good film as well. Um, I forgot. I, can, I actually completely forgot I watched that. I don't even know where I watched it now. <laughs> Might be on Netflix. But yeah, um, I don't know. Fast, Fast 9, we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> and like we said, we'll talk about it on next week's episode alongside the... Um, Jurassic World Dominion uh, preview footage that we get, and the next episode of Loki. Yes, and we'll also talk about the Briefly. next episode of Loki. Yes, unless something really big happens, then we might want to talk about it a bit more. Yeah, but um, I think that moves us on quite nicely to our next and last segment of the show. Yep. 
Um, have you have you anything you'd like to recommend this week, my good friend? I actually haven't watched anything. <laughs> yep, because <laughs> that's watched. Re- I haven't watched any films except for Fast and Furious Eight. Do you want to know the funny thing? What? Neither have I. The only thing I watched is I watched the next episode of Bad Batch and uh, Modoc. I need to catch up on Bad Batch. Fucking hell. Yeah, um, myself a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I think. I mean, I watched. I watched a, a, a playthrough for uh, Resident Evil Village by the Rad Brad. Um, that was good. Uh, but apart from that, it's. it's uh, I watched uh, Russell Howard had kind of like a new comedy documentary of sorts um which was which was about him touring in New Zealand and Australia and that putting TV on show he had. yeah sorry yeah, yeah um yeah. and he was putting on like a comedy show um so I watched that um and that was, was all, that was quite was good as well again oh fuck it was how like... it stands up to the world yeah yeah um, um I did I did rewatch um the first Bo Burnham special that's on Netflix um, oh yeah yeah because I wanted to see that again because I love the ending bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I think his most recent one is still his best. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and I've started playing a little bit of Fallout seventy six with my friend Kyle. Oh, so. nice. How's that? It's good. Oh, good. It's um, it's 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 a bit. I I'm not, I I like playing when I get to play these kind of on pl- online games with my friend and that you know and you can actually do like a pacifist mode pacifist mode, pacifist mode so nice. that no one can kill you like no other player characters can kill you oh that's decent um, and we did have a player character another player following us around for a bit and we're just like why is he and he kept showing us where to go and we're like we don't need your help we want to play this game ourselves yeah <laughs> we didn't say anything to him but he just kept trying to get us to follow him and we're just like you were saying going fuck off but um it's annoying because it's one of those games where it's like you, you're doing the same quests, like both of you are doing the same quests, but you're not doing them together really. And I, that yeah. does annoy me a little bit in those kinds of games where it's like, can't we just if we're both doing the same missions, we should just be able to just do it this together? Like we shouldn't have to both do the same mission. Yeah. But it's also like because you can kind of do it differently, you can take different paths in dialogue trees and stuff like that. Okay. So like. For example, Kyle went to a place and decided to kill everybody in there, and I decided to say, "Oh, I'll help you out with the thing you want." So we love the difference. And it was just—I mean, I could have gone in and killed them, but I didn't think I'd be able to do it on my own because I didn't have—I have when you, when you start off a Fallout game, you've got to really manage your resources. Yeah, for sure. But you can get to a point where you just have unlimited everything, pretty much. So that's what I'm trying to—that's how I'll play the game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's fun. We'll we'll play it. Me and him will play it more for sure. Um, oh, good. So, yeah, it's nice to get back into a Fallout game. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Fair play. Well, you know what? I think this has been quite a this has been quite a bumper episode. Yeah, it's gone quite long. It's, we had uh, some 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 talk at the beginning about our film going experiences, our special film going experiences. Yeah. E three. Um, uh, tr- tr- uh, film news briefly. A bit of low key and a bit of bit and of bit low key fast and a eight. bit of fast eight, yeah. And we obviously our fast eight review we'll we'll post a picture at some point. Yes, of course. Um I'll make I'll have to make one, but it's fine. <laughs> uh and you know if you want to get in touch with the show, if you want to, you know, send a question, send a topic suggestion or just leave a nice comment. Uh we are you know, you can you can rate review on Apple Podcasts, you can follow us on Spotify. We have 
all manner of social medias. So we have we have a Facebook, Rock Spock and Two Smoking Microphones. We have a Twitter, Two Smoking Mics, and uh, an Instagram, Two Smoking Mics again. Um, and we also have a uh, Gmail. Oh, if you can, if you want to email in, that's Two Smoking Mic Two Smoking Microphones Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, like we said last week, we are we are expanding a little bit. Uh, it's just uh, it's more of a planning and a, a doing thing. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So that will be coming hopefully pretty soon. Just need a little bit more time. Um, but you can also follow our personal uh, social medias as well. So Connor, where can where can people find you, my friend? You can find me on Twitter at ConnorJordan underscore 96. Nice, 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 nice. Um, you can find me at the Doc 81 on uh, Twitter. I also have a blog called The Review Lab. Um, and by the time this goes up, we would have uh, come back from our indefinite hiatus, let's say. Um, had a little bit of a logo rebrand. And uh, uh, so we would have had a post for our one-year anniversary uh, when this comes out yesterday, we have another post on um, Wednesday, uh, so two days from when this comes out, about Prisoner of Azkaban, and another post at the end of next week. So it's nice to get fully, fully back into that, which is yeah. quite, which is quite exciting. Um, but yeah, look, as always, thank you so much for listening. Next week we are going to be talking Fast Nine, Jurassic World Dominion preview footage, a little bit of Loki, and whatever else happens that week. Um, keep an eye on our socials for for a picture of us two reunited, um, which will be me smiling really happy and Connor probably just being like, "Fuck this guy." Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, hopefully some more announcements about about things we're going to be expanding into very soon. I would have thought. I'd like I'd like to say. I mean, I didn't do too much of it, but I I'd like to know if anybody got the little bit of a reference I did in the ad for last week's episode yes please please listen to it again and if you understand the reference and liked it please get in touch you have to actually watch the ad don't just listen to it sorry watch the ad there's a a visual gag at the end of it Um, I I liked and appreciated it quite a lot I Um, was so like I've rewatched it a few times just because like I just I was so happy that I just did it but I was like if only it had been an actual like video where something had actually been happening yeah, because no no one will expect there to be anything at the end of a pic and that video that is just a picture, like yeah. it's just audio over a picture. And then at the end, obviously, I did, and I was like, oh, I'm actually so happy that it worked out like it did. Um, and I that's the official music I used for it as well. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. I had a lot of fun. Just just did that tiny little reference. It's the tiniest thing ever, but I had a lot of fun with it. We love that. Um, but yeah. So, look, thank you ever so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, yep. We're going to go and put out our two smoking mics. Are we? Yeah. I like, I like to keep mine smoking throughout the week, and then I, I, I get it going a bit more before the next episode. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that kind of ruins my catchphrase. I'm trying to I'm yeah, trying to adapt that catchphrase a little bit, but I just thought something yeah. to do with two smoking we don't, mics. We don't, have a, we don't have a catchphrase, but... It doesn't matter because what what really needs to be happening at the end of this episode is we just say goodbye.